Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Well, happy Tuesday to you. It's 22222 Tuesday. Is that right? Is that one too many twos? I can't remember. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing for you folks. 2 2 22 2 That's the... It's 2 Tuesday. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Welcome to the program, and thanks for coming in and joining us. Hi, how are ya? How was your weekend? Uh, I know not all of you were lucky enough to uh, get yesterday off as a holiday, but um, I certainly took it and ran with it and slept in. Yep, that's that's what I did. I slept in. That was the achievement of the weekend, is that I was able to sleep in on a Monday morning, <clears throat> which quite honestly feels pretty darn good. I mean, you can't really complain too much about it. It was uh, it was lovely, lovely. Um, it is uh, it's Tuesday, and boy, a messy Tuesday. I got to tell you, uh, it na- nasty, nasty out there. I mean. Just nasty, rainy, wet. I mean the and the, of course then the rain fills up the potholes and you smash your tire into the pothole and get a flat tire and I mean it's like it's it's that bad out there and roads rough rough as a cob rough as a cob today uh, so rough in fact that the uh, school district has decided that they are going to close all the schools. Down in Anchorage today and up here in the Matsu, you're going to have all the schools but one are now closed today due to wet weather, high winds, and more. It uh, It is nasty out there. So if you're in the south central area and you're planning on going anywhere, I recommend leaving a little early. Uh, leaving just a little bit early because it's going to be... It's going to be a nasty one out there. There is a winter storm warning in effect uh, for the Matsu uh, and other areas, which they were supposed to uh, close off until 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We had about eight inches of snow uh, here out in the valley uh, over the weekend, and it's just going to get. And now it's like 37 degrees on top of it. So it is what it is. Is what it is. Uh, definitely. Not a pretty, um, not a not a pretty sight as far as weather goes uh, in the area. Uh, what's coming up on the program today? Now that we've done the weather report, uh, let's uh, let's take a let's take a quick peek. Today is Tuesday, Tuesday, um, and that means that it is the Tuesday, the top three, the weekly top three with Brad Keithley from Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. He's going to come on board. And talk with us about, well, all the news that's fit to print. Well, he's going to talk with more about it than that. We're going to talk about uh, the new plan that's coming out of the Alaska legislature from leadership. You've heard the plans, right? 
I mean, the one is to basically codify the uh, the idea of a 75-25 split where only 25% goes to the dividend and 75% goes to government because, well, that's all we deserve. And we shouldn't be, I mean, it's all we deserve. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's because we're so greedy that if we would only see what they see, the fact that that 25% should be more than enough. And then if that one, of course, doesn't go, they've got another one that's a stair-step approach. That's a 50-50 plan, but it steps up over three years and, um, you know, all this other kind of... All of it, by the way, doesn't really matter because, I mean, this is like whose line it is in any way where the points don't matter and they make everything up because it's still a statute. And um, they... It's still a statute, and they have shown what their absolute disdain, they being the legislature, have shown what their absolute disdain for the statute means. So there you go. That's uh, that's going to be number one on the discussion. Then we're going to talk about the governor's proposed bond packages, how he's pushing for a higher PFD and bond packages, um, and it's based on its premise of the higher oil prices and that they could pay this higher PFD because then they were going to borrow the money for the th- – I don't know. I don't know. It's just – it's all – and finally, we're going to finish up with the campaign finance reform. We're going to talk some more about that. I mean, you would have thought that with all this mess in ballot proposition number two where they they roped us into this whole uh, primary jungle primary and ranked choice voting thing, and it was supposed to take care of the – Dark money. All the dark money in politics. The dark money is supposed to be out of politics now. Turns out that that may not necessarily be the case. Um, and so here we are. Here we are on another Tuesday diving into it. Brad Keithley will be joining us here shortly, and we will talk about that with him. Then in hour two, we're going to talk with our friend, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Story is going to come on board, and he's going to share with us his thoughts um, on uh, for our weekly life coaching lesson. I don't know exactly what we're going to uh, uh, what we're going to cover. I don't know, but uh, that doesn't matter. We're going to uh, we're going to we're going to talk about it with him, and we'll get some of that positivity that we need so much of, especially in this day and age. I mean, I, I had to laugh because. At one point, I turned my phone on. Well, I didn't turn my phone on. My phone was on all weekend, but um, at one point, I looked at it, and it was like, you know, six missed calls and 27 text messages or something. And I'm like, okay, look, um, just so you know, on the weekend, I don't look at this thing. I don't I don't even care about this this thing. If it, if it doesn't affect me or my family directly, then I am unplugged because I need that. I need that... Uh, you know, I need that uh, break, I guess you could say, from that. And so uh, we're going to find out about all the stuff that uh, that went on over the weekend as well. But before I do that, I should mention our latest sponsor on the old, big old radio broadcast. And that is, of course, our friends over there at Pivotel and Satellite West with the brand new Bivy Stick. That's right, the Bivy Stick. 
This is the coolest little device you've ever seen. Now, I am hoping by the end of the week we're going to have our new text line up. It'll be the Bivy text line. So if you guys want to shoot me a text message during the show, you'll be able to do that utilizing my Bivy stick, which is pretty darn cool. This thing is a, called a short burst data device, which is a fancy way of saying it turns your cell phone into a satellite communications device. Now, you can't, you don't use voice, it's not a sat phone. But it does pretty much everything else. It sends texts. It sends emails. It can drop your location on a map and tell people where you are if uh, if you're in trouble or you need things. Um, it can do weather forecasts. I mean, that's regular weather forecasts. You would have gotten the notification for the uh, for the winter weather. I got the notification for the winter weather uh, weather advisory. You also can get aviation maps and marine forecasts and things like that. Weather, all the different weather stuff on it. And the beautiful thing about this is that <clears throat> the price point is unbelievable. $199 gets you this little device, no activation fees, and you could pick your plan. Pick your plan. Pick your plan. What do you want? You want the $45 a month, one-year unlimited plan? That's what I got. I can send as many texts and messages and emails and receive as many as I want. Or you could get what I like to call the emergency plan, the safety plan, 14 bucks a month. Getting one of these for my wife so she can throw it in the glove box of her car fully charged. And uh, and then if something ever happens, we have another earthquake like we did in 2018 or some other kind of disaster happens. And the cell phone towers either go down or are just so fully congested that we have a problem getting through. Guess what? I can always send a text message. Always send a text message utilizing my bivy stick. I just keep it in my pocket. It's in the pocket of my, my jacket here. It's just it's super simple. Um, and, uh, again, for as little as 200 bucks a month with no activation fees, plus rollovers and everything else, it just doesn't get any better. Oh, there's these buttons on it too, by the way, like the check-in button. Like if I wanted to check in and say I'm a-okay, boink, I check it. It says, Hey, I'm okay. Here's my location, drops my location. And on the bottom, there's this little red button, which is the emergency one, which is help. I'm, I'm, I need your help, whoever I send it to. And, um. And it also drops my location and lets me know. Plus, you get five days of continuous usage out of it with a one battery, single battery charge. I mean, compared to all the competitors, cost of entry, monthly fees, all the expanding features, because they're bringing new stuff out, by the way, too, which I can't talk about yet. But it is going to be, I don't care if you own a car, a boat, a plane, an ATV, a snow machine, a train, or a submarine. This is something that you need to have on you at any given time. It is the Bivy Stick, and they are proud sponsors of the show. And I recommend you go find out more about it. Go to your local dealer, Arctic Fire and Safety in Fairbanks, South Central Radar on the Spit in Homer, Radar Alaska in Kodiak, Communications North if you're in Seward. If you're out in Dutch Harbor, it's Lundy Marine Electronics. And if you are in Wasilla, Anchorage, or Soldatna, you could stop by your local Safe and Sound. And I recommend you ask for the manager if they don't know what you're talking about. Ask a manager. They'll they'll know all about this little device. The Bivy Stick. Bivy Stick. B-I-V-Y. And you can find out more by going to SatelliteWest.com and clicking on the Bivy Stick logo. Okay. Um, well, what's the big news for today? Well, there's a couple big stories that are coming out before we jump into this with uh, Brad Keithley. First and foremost, a win for the governor, which I found a little bit surprising. Now, it's already been uh, or it's going to be appealed to the Alaska Supreme Court. But the uh, Anchorage Superior Court judge on Thursday ruled against those Alaska college students who'd sued the administration 
for draining the higher education endowment fund uh, of that $410 million. He reversed the um, – um, he uh, basically came back and it says unless it's reversed on appeal by the Supreme Court, it means that those funds have to compete with other programs in the state in the annual budgeting process. Now, they fundamentally differ between this and the PCE fund, uh, which had a lawsuit that uh, that they found in favor of the Alaska Federations of Natives because specifically – the uh, law creating the power cost equalization fund said that it was created outside of the general fund, but the law creating the higher education endowment fund specifically says that it is part of the general fund. And he said, uh, the judge said that the administration correctly classified that fund as part of the state's general fund, and that made it subject to the clause in the Constitution that requires all funds in the general fund be swept into the constitutional budget reserve. So uh, pretty clear reading of that one. The PCE had its own little thing saying it was outside of it. This one doesn't. Going to make it a little harder for the Supreme Court to justify stopping that from going on. And it basically puts that uh, back into the hands of lawmakers who need to make more decisions. But I see this as a win for the administration and a good one at that. Good stuff there. Um, The second thing that happened uh, yesterday, Congressman Don Young revived his campaign's Facebook page, Stung Young, Congressman for All Alaska. He put one message out that was Happy President's Day, and then the second one where he said, it's time to put the rumors to rest. I'm running for re-election to continue to serve you in Congress. Now, he just... 49 years ago this March. 49 years ago is when he started his current term. Um, and, uh, he's going to just keep 88 years old. He's just going to keep running because why not? He's still the best man for the job. He's more men than all the other men put together. And this is, I think how he feels about it. Of course, his main opponent is Republican Nick Baggage, who was Young's co-chair of his campaign in 2020 and decided to run on his own. And also over the weekend, assembly member, Chris Constant. The progressive flag carrier has now filed as the first Democrat to run for the seat. So things is about to get interesting, interesting in the congressional race. We'll see how Don, I'd love to see what the debates between Don Young and Chris Constant are going to look like. I really, I'm, I'm anticipating, oh, a hot mess is what I'm anticipating. Oh, we got more coming up. Uh, we could talk about what happened in Ottawa. We could talk about uh, what's going on with the uh, split of the health department, that new Washington state tax on fuel that they're talking about. Those are all topics we can pick up, uh, but we got to go and we're going to come back with Brad Keithley first so we can hold those till hour two. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Brad Keithley up next. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Okay. Hi. How are you? Um, wow. 
Yeah, messy, messy, and nasty this morning. All, all ugly, all the time. <clears throat> Hit a chuck hole on Minnesota this morning that was so hard that it immediately caused um, the warning lights in the car for the tires and everything else. I mean, it was like all, it was filled with water. You couldn't even see it. Couldn't even see it. Ran right into it. Absolutely nasty. And yes, KGB was just as nasty as you've heard. It was ugly. Um, Don Young is a total Congress critter. I've heard him on the radio before. When asked questions that makes him uncomfortable, he gets mean. Oh, yeah. No, no. I I mean, uh, last time I had, the, had him on the program was over 10 years ago. That was the last time I think I had him on the program. And uh, he didn't like it when I asked questions about some of his policies. And uh, he did. He gets mean. He gets ornery. Ornery. Like he wants to take it outside and fight. That kind of ornery. National Margarita Day. Ooh, baby. That sounds good. Although it is 623 in the morning, Charlene. I mean, come on. It's If you're drinking margaritas this early, not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. Okay. Um... So how how's 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 everything else? How was your weekend? Man, mine was good. Mine was enjoyable. So enjoyable. I got uh, I got the full I got the full reprieve. I got the full um what do you call it? I don't even know what you call it now. Recharge, I guess is what I will call it. Let's get Brad on the phone. Um uh and see what he has to say. Uh we'll- Get him. Uh, see if we can get him on the uh, on the floor here. We had a hard time with Skype last time around, so maybe we can get uh, uh, maybe we can get him on with Skype this morning. We'll see what's going on. Looks like it's connected. Good morning. I hear Brad, but I don't see him quite yet. Good morning, Brad. How are you? Hello, Brad. I could still hear Brad. There you go. I'm here. You're here. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Hey, look. Hey, hey. It's a. I see you. I see you, Brad Keith Lee. Oh man. Well, how I, you you all ready? I messed I messed around with some. Yeah, I messed around with some settings yesterday. So hopefully this works. Oh, you did. Well, <clears throat> hopefully that makes it all good. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, who knows. Last week it was a train wreck, so that's what I get for trying to make things better. Did you drive in this morning? I did, in fact, drive in this morning. It was uh, a challenge. Uh, you know, it wasn't as bad. Last week was the worst, whatever day it was. That was the worst drive I've ever experienced in the seven years that I've lived here. It was literally white knuckle from the time you left the house to the time you got. It took me almost two hours to get into Anchorage. Um but uh, no, today was pretty smooth and clear. So I mean, it's just wet, and like I said, <clears throat> hiding some big potholes. I hit a pothole on that swoop coming down off of L down into where it turns into Minnesota. I hit a pothole mm-hmm. there that was so large it nearly swallowed the car. So it was uh, as <laughs> soon as I hit it, all kinds of bells and bleeps and stuff started going off. The tires low and all kinds. I mean, who knows what happened? But uh, anyway, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a thing. So, um, but but you emerged on the other side. I mer- I came out the other side dry and uh, still still rolling. So I guess we're okay for now. 
All right, so you ready to dive into this and uh, and get 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 all squared away? Okay, good. All right, well we're gonna get Brad on the line. Somebody just laughed at the fact that we're using Skype. It's because I'm too cheap to pop for Zoom. Zoom's got a 40 minute time <laughs> limit. I got to keep Brad on for a little longer than 40 minutes, and I'm just too cheap to pop for that right now. But we'll, who knows? Maybe when Skype stops working properly, we'll we'll move on to something else. All right, 20 seconds, my friends. Would you do me a flavor? Would you uh, like and share this video? Like and share and like and follow the show page as well. If you are on Facebook and if you are on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and ring the bell. And if you're on Twitch, I think there's a follow thing around there somewhere. All right, here we go. Jumping back into it. Common Sense, Liberty Based. All right, welcome back to the program. Continuing now, it's Tuesday, which means it's uh, Top 3 Tuesday. It's actually 2-22-22 Tuesday and Top 3 Tuesday. That's like a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, my friends. You should get used to it. Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets, joins us this morning to talk about, well, all the stuff. I mean, all the stuff that's going on here. He is going to join us, and we're going to kick things off uh, here and talk specifically uh, about, uh, I guess we're going to start off with the talk about the Alaska legislature and their big plan uh, being revealed right now. Hello, Brad. What's on your mind? Good morning, Michael. How are you doing? You know, another beautiful day in paradise. It's going to be a short week, which is the beautiful part about having a three-day weekend. It's a short, Actually, it was a four-day weekend for me because I took off uh, most of Friday, too, so... Uh, Anyway, I feel good, and uh, uh, I deserve it, darn it. And now let's talk about legislative stuff. Their plan has been – I feel like somebody should be like – snidely should be like twirling his mustache in the background and uh, as they whisk the the cloth away from their plan, which they've so evilly concocted. Uh, Give me the rundown here of what we're looking at. Well, I think the the legislature's fiscal plan is emerging – uh, in both sides, in the in the House as well as in the Senate. You talked earlier uh, in the opening segment about the Senate side. Uh, they held a hearing yesterday on two bills, SB 199 and SB 200, uh, which provide two alternative alternative ways of dealing with uh, uh, with the PFD, uh, but both result uh, in substantial cuts. Um, and and the one that Stedman said yesterday, Senator Stedman said yesterday that uh, that he favors uh, 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 he, he the, the goal, according to Senator Bishop, is to get uh, uh, a bill on the body or a bill out of committee by the end of this week uh, and a bill before the on the House on the Senate floor um, uh, next week. Um, they, this, these are bills they just introduced last week. They held a hearing, the first hearing on yesterday. They scheduled public comment yesterday afternoon, uh, and they want to rush them through the committee uh, this week and get them on the floor uh, next week. The one that Senator Seven said he favors is one that would cut the PFD to 25% of POMB as opposed to the governor's proposed 50-50 plan, cut it to uh, 25% of POMB. That matches up. Uh, we talked about this the other bill last week on the House side. 
HB 259, which is in House Ways and Means. Right. They also pl- plan on voting on it uh, the, on their bill th- this week uh, on Thursday. It was supposed to be today, uh, but they've moved it to Thursday. Um, and that bill also, <laughs> coincidentally, uh, cuts the PFD to 25% uh, of, uh, of POMB. It does one other thing. It dedicates uh, 50% of the POMB to uh, uh, to education and leaves the remaining 25% for government. Essentially what they're doing is cutting out of the statutory PFD. They're, they're, they're diverting about 50%, the equivalent of 50% of POMB over to education. Um, but it also cuts the, the, the PFD to 25%. So what you, what you see is, as you sort of look at this from 10,000 feet is the Senate moving toward Senate finance, moving toward a 25, uh, 75, uh, uh, PFD, uh, 25-75% of POMV PFD. And you see the house moving toward a 25%, uh, uh, PFD, 25% of POMB, uh, PFD, and and both of those sort of you know rising in uh, in each body uh, headed toward their floor. Now, you know it's got to get out of uh, it was got the the PFD's got to get out of uh, the Senate proposals got to get out of Senate Finance, right? Uh, and I was I was looking at that last night. Um, the key the interesting votes there are going to be Senator Hoffman, Senator Olson, uh, and Senator Wilson. Uh, what they do. Uh, on uh, on the bill in uh, Senate Finance, and then you know it's going to be it's going to be on the floor, and uh, there'll be a, a food fight there, uh, no doubt. House on the House side, the House bill's got to get uh, out of uh, uh, Ways and Means, and then it'll go to House Finance, and then it'll go to the House floor. Y- you were you were talking about this being sort of you know sort of a a, a foolish act or a or a, a useless act, I guess rather. Um, and it is in, in it is in a couple of ways. I mean, one is as you pointed out, uh, both those bills just uh, set the PFD in uh, in in statute. They both use the word "may appropriate," leaving the right. uh, legislature room to uh, to cut them uh, in subsequent legislatures. Even even the 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 the, the already cut uh, version uh, cut them further. Uh, but also, I think you know, they're just headed toward a governor's veto. I mean, the governor has a 50-50 plan. He's running on a 50-50 plan. That's exact. That's a, that's what he said he wants. Uh, he's pushing it hard. It's an election year. Uh, he's already cut the PFD uh, to get it down to POMV 50-50. He's already proposing to cut the statutory PFD by a significant amount, 25% uh, over the course of uh, the next decade. Um, so I, I, I don't see the governor... Uh, uh, signing a bill that would come up with uh, with twenty five seventy five, so this is really just a messaging exercise. It seems uh, from the legislature that uh, on the House side that you know we're, we support education and we, we support it so much that we're going to you know cut the PFD and dedicate designate a portion of it to uh, to uh, education, uh, and on the Senate side, you know whatever message they're trying to send right. that they think twenty five to seventy five is appropriate, but. It's uh, that's that's what they're moving toward. Um, but as I say, in the end, you know, even if they both pass the bills, even if they got on the same page at twenty five seventy five, which appears to be what the leadership is trying to trying to merge toward, um, you know, I, at the end, I think the governor vetoes it and there's not there's certainly not enough votes to uh, override the veto. So 
We're spending a lot of time on something that isn't going anywhere. Well, <laughs> another an, another great legislature. Let me let me say some of the messages. I mean, you said this is a messaging exercise, and as I said earlier in the monologue, that you know the bottom line is is that these are all statutory changes, which they can ignore at their whim anyway. That's the main problem. That's been the main problem. But let me tell you some of the things <clears throat> that uh, that I got messages on. First and foremost, the messaging of we really kind of when I said that they whisked the 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 sheet away to show it, you know, at the last minute. That's exactly what it was. I mean, this thing came out like what Thursday they announced it, and then boom, they're having it. So they short shrifted the notice. They didn't tell anybody about it. They didn't give anybody. But people still showed up. People still testified. And uh, even KTUU's reporting that there was frustration from Alaskans who called into the committee on Monday. Many called in to support the 1982 PFD formula, the statutory formula, which hasn't been followed since 20, 2015. It would pay a dividend of over $4,200 in 2022. Then the other message that I got was, of course, from Bert Stedman, who just said, that's just fantasy land. That's beyond fantasy land. It's hallucinations with LSD. This is the disdain that these lawmakers hold for the public who they are ostensibly representing. I mean, they have heard this in meeting after meeting. This is Andy Josephson's uh, commentary. It's it's just the same thing writ large from last session when Andy Josephson got up after, what was it, four hours of testimony, 96% in favor of paying a statutory PFD, and he basically told everybody, pretty politely, but he told them to all go pound sand because they just didn't understand and this is the same messaging we're getting here from Stedman. Oh, that's just fantasy land. We couldn't possibly do that. Oh, you could. You just don't have the will to do it. And I think that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing that this whole thing is preordained in their mind. Yeah, we've got three forces at work, right? We've got we've got the PFD. We want to we want to pay you know from from those who want to pay a full PFD. We've got those who you know don't want to cut government. And, and that's pretty strong. I mean, the governor tried it in 2019 and he couldn't even get 16 in the legislature to, to support him at the levels that he was trying to cut it to. And he's since given up. Heck, the governor's growing government now. You know, he's announced that he wants to expand the way he used to want to cut the whammy program. Now he wants to expand the whammy program. So the government, the governor's now growing government. Um, and the third is the, the no taxes side. I mean, if, if you're not going to cut government, you've got to come up with revenues. Um, and, and then. And, the, and then the debate is between revenues on the on, on the tax side or revenues on the PFD cut, cut side. Uh, and, and Bert and Natasha and, and others in the top 20 percent certainly don't want to uh, don't want to pay taxes. So they want to push it down on middle and lower income Alaska families through uh, through PFD cuts. But those are the three forces. And when Bert tells you that, you know, it's fantasy land to pay out a statutory PFD, what he's telling you is I'm not going to cut government, obviously, and I'm not going to do taxes to raise the money. So it's got to come from someplace. Right. And it's going to come, you know, in, in my mind, it's going to come from middle and lower income Alaska families through, uh, through PFD cuts. It's yeah, that's, I'm, that's, that's the message. And, 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 and there's a, I mean, they've, they've been consistent in that message. We're not going to raise taxes. We're not going to, we're not going to reduce government. And so there you go. You know, we got the PFD, we got control over it. It comes through our fingers and guess what? We got sticky fingers and we're going to hang on to a bunch of it. Uh, on its on its way through we know better than you you poor poor pitiful children how to run this and you should just shut up and let your betters do what needs to be done i mean that's essentially the yeah. messaging 
Yeah, and and they're trying. I mean, they're trying to enlist allies, right? I mean, this whole thing over on the House side about designating a portion of what used to go to the PFD, substantial portion of what used to go to the PFD, uh, now to education is to try to reel in K through 12. And frankly, local government. I mean, one of the things that really surprised me last week uh, was AML, the 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 Alaska Municipal League, uh, the association of of mayors and borough. Uh, presidents and 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 what have you around uh, around the state uh, had their annual meeting and they had Ivy Sponholtz uh, talk about the House bill the the twenty five seventy five uh, her twenty five seventy five bill with you know fifty percent of the seventy five going to uh, going to K through twelve they had her uh, address the address the body and there was support great support uh, for Ivy's bill so they're 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 trying to you know they're trying to buy off constituencies, if you will, by taking the PFD and saying, oh, we're going to designate it to K through 12. Local government loves that because that firms up uh, the, the the cash flow or the, the revenue flow into uh, into schools. And so, you know, local government has to worry less about coming up with funding, uh, uh, funding for uh, its share of, uh, or more than its share uh, of schools. And so it's just, I mean, Every everybody views the PFD as a pot of, or the legislators view the PFD as a pot of money that that you know they get to they get to run with now and um, and 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 they're trying to enlist uh, allies as they go. Yeah, we'll see how successful they are. I mean, like you said, I mean, they're it's all headed for veto land. I would agree with that. If the governor does not veto this, he's deal <laughs> he's DOA come election day. I'll be honest with you. I think that'll be the that'll be the final straw for many who still ostensibly support him, he's got to stand strong on this, and especially when he can look and see that uh, that, that, that there is no uh, there's no ability for them to override that veto. Um, yeah, he, I don't I, I don't know if it gets out of the Senate, frankly. Uh, I mean, that'll be an interesting vote. Um, it'll be an interesting vote whether, you know, how it how it deals well, with, surprisingly, the, with the House. Surprisingly enough, it looked like Natasha von Imhoff wasn't even really thrilled with either one of these, which was surprising. Well, she does. Yeah, she doesn't want anything to go to the PFD. I yeah. mean, if you fix it at twenty five percent, and if you believe that they're really going to pay the twenty five percent, you you really can't grow government right um, any further. And so, at some point, there you 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 it escalates or or advances the time when there's finally the face off between those who want to grow government and those who have to, would have to pay taxes for the uh, for the additional cost. So she doesn't want any PFD. She just she wants it. <laughs> She wants it as the leftover. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Brad, quick tease for number two. Well, number two is uh, uh, the bond bill. I mean, Governor Dunleavy, in addition to talking about uh, POMV 5050 uh, uh, last week or the week before, uh, has proposed a, a, a general obligation bond. Uh, uh, and, uh, and yesterday or the day before, that was probably yesterday since that was Monday, Mayor Bronson uh, of Anchorage uh, came out uh, in favor of the GO bond bill. I don't think it's a great idea, and uh, and so I'm going to talk about why I'm uh, I, I I'm I'm likely going to be a no if the bond bill got through the legislature. All right, Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets, continues with us. We'll be back with him here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. That's what it's about. Back with more right after this.
If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're still on with Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budget. I mean, Brad, the thing that just leaped out at me, and I, I am going to go soundbite this. I didn't get a chance because I only read about this late last night, early this morning as I was doing some show prep, um, was this this commentary again by by uh, Bert Stedman. I mean, just the disdain of how dare you people call into this committee and tell us that we should be following the statute because that's just fantasy. It's 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 beyond fantasy. It's hallucinations with LSD. You're all drug users. I mean, you monkeys trying to do all this kind of stuff. I mean, this is the kind of language this guy uses, and yet he still continues to go back. But this, I think, is just the, uh, again, the plain arrogance of the legislature writ large. Well, he's trying to sell a product, and the product is, I can't, I, I'm not going to cut spending I don't, I don't want to tax. I'm not going to tax. Uh, and so I've got to cut your PFD and, and look at all these. I, they had a presentation yesterday from legislative finance and i I respect legislative finance. I think they do a good job uh, uh, in with, with, you know, sort of within the, the box that, uh, that they're, that's drawn for them. Uh, but they had a, a, a presentation yesterday from legislative finance, which was geared toward one thing. Proving that you couldn't run government uh, and pay uh, not even not not only not a statutory PFD, but not even a POMB uh, 50 50 uh, uh, 50 PFD. And, you know, and 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 you can you, if you draw enough lines, you draw, you know, spending continuing escalated uh, by inflation and you and they're using the old, they're using the spring, the re, the fall uh, revenue forecast. The Dunleavy administration has come out when they did their amendments uh, last week, they came out with a new revenue forecast, but uh, Senate finance and, and legislative finance are still using the old, the fall revenue forecast, substantially lower in terms of oil prices right? Um, than, than what the market tells us now. It, if you use, you know, if you rig the numbers enough, <laughs> you can you 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 come up with an with a with a conclusive pitch that you have to you have to cut the PFD have to cut it by a huge amount, um, and so that's I mean so Bert's trying to sell that product he's trying to sell the 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 product that he's had legislative finance build for him. Well, that's true. Um, again, I think it's just uh, again indicative of the politician's disease. Um, quickly here, since we're in the break and we got about three minutes, um, your thoughts on the fact that Natasha dropped out last week, that happened, uh, that happened after we had a chance to converse Natasha saying she's stepping back. Um, and I'm hearing rumors that, uh, this could be part of a broader stroke where you're going to see maybe even Machiki step back and maybe they'd make another run here in four more years. What, what, what's your thoughts on, on this, uh, stepping out now as we see it? Well, I, I've got to say, you know, she's got a personal story that 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 needs some respect. Her father passed away of cancer. Absolutely. Uh, her her husband has cancer um, uh, and uh, is is not in the best of health. She has kids uh, that are still young uh, at home uh, and with uh, with her husband uh, uh, ill. I mean, there's there's a personal story sure. there that, uh, that that you have to respect. Um, 
I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, before there may be another side of the story. Let's try it this way. There may be some polling. I mean, if anybody's got the money to do polling, it'd be Natasha. And there may be some, uh, some, some polling that got done that, that indicated it was going to be, wasn't going to be a smooth race. How about that? <laughs> um, and, and with, uh, with, uh, with the, uh, with the personal side of it, um, uh, you know, it, it, People telling you you need to be home, you should be home, take, taking care of your family. Polling's telling you maybe it's not going to be that easy a ride. Um, right. I can I can see where she stepped back. I'm a little surprised she also stepped back from the reelection campaign, although that was going to be hard also with Mia. Uh, yeah. In, no. uh, in the same district. So absolutely no. But like, I, but but we but we have to we have to respect the personal story. No, I and and I, and I will say that that as much as I dislike her politics, um, I would wish those kind of circumstances on no one. Uh, the death of her father and the illness of her husband. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I could definitely understand pulling the plug for those reasons alone. Uh, and my thoughts, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to her family on that. That's tough stuff. But at the same time, I'm also, you know, the political animal in me is twisting and turning and trying to see if there's some, uh, advantage in that regard, uh, simply because that's the game that we're in, uh, unfortunately. So yeah, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And I hope that I hope it's for a speedy recovery, but at the same time, um, you know, I just wonder where it goes from here. That's always my question. Um, we are, well, you know, John. Go ahead. John Binkley tried to come back. John Binkley tried to come back uh, and run for governor after he'd been out of uh, the Senate for a while, and that didn't go too well. But yeah, you know, maybe that's what she's trying to do. Yeah, maybe, possibly. I guess we'll we'll see how it goes uh, on that. Brad Keithley, our guest, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. You can find uh, it on Facebook. Uh, uh, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets or AK4SB.com on uh, the web. We're 10 seconds out. Please like and share this video. Like and follow the show page. Let's jump back into it. Here we go. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. All right, continuing now, Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. You can find him on Facebook right there at Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets or on the web at ak4sb.com where he's got all the links to his different socials. Facebook, though, probably the best because he always lays down, uh, you know, different charts and discussions and talking points. And he'll argue with you on Facebook. Just go ahead and do it. He'll argue. He'll add a drop of a hat. He'll argue with you. Um, All right, let's talk about number two of the weekly top three which is the governor's plan and suggestion that what we really need to do for all these capital projects, $350-plus million worth, is we need to bond for them, meaning we need to borrow the money because inflation rates are low or interest uh, inflation rates are low, interest rates are low, and uh, we could use that money to help pay and fluff out a PFD and everything else. And, I mean, I think this may be DOA, but give me your thoughts on this, Brad, here as we move forward. Well, I think this is – I think this – an election move uh, on the governor's part to uh, to uh, uh, you know float a bond package and to say you know it, it's sort of it's sort of his equivalent of uh, Representative Sponholtz's move to get K through twelve on board uh, with uh, with PFD cuts by saying I'm going to designate a portion of uh, the PFD to uh, to K through twelve. Uh, the governor is out there saying you know I'm trying to. 
you know, I'm going to build good jobs and, and, and you know, strong jobs by, by this construction budget. Uh, and I've got plans to spend it, you know, all over the state because that's what you do with a general obligation bond. You try to, you know, do a lot of stuff uh, uh, to get uh, various votes uh, with it. And I think I think he's trying to to uh, to show that he's a you know he wants to he's a leader in the sense that he's got he's got ideas about uh, about uh, where to where to build the state. Mayor Bronson's on board because you know they're facing a huge bill for a six hundred million dollar bill for you know, rebuilding the port of Anchorage, port of Alaska, um, and, and, you know, helping get uh, to pay right. for that so that he doesn't have to, you know, come up with a package on his own. Uh, and, uh, and it is supporting uh, the governor's proposal for, uh, uh, for, uh, uh, for, for this general obligation bond. From my perspective, we got about a billion dollars of federal uh, uh, capital budget coming into the state in various forms, some of it coming through the state, some of it going direct uh, through grants uh, for broadband uh, uh, and and other things uh, throughout the state. Uh, we've got a heck of a lot of construction money uh, uh, coming into the state. Um, and frankly, I don't think we need to uh, be pouring more money uh, on top of that. We may need to keep our powder dry uh, uh, once the federal money runs out, keep our powder dry for maybe having a general obligation bond at that point. Just, you know, just, just spending more so that somebody can have it as a campaign theme, uh, I think is, uh, I think is, uh, not a good idea for having a general obligation bond. The other, the other thing is we're not out of the fiscal woods at all. Uh, I mean, Mary, Mayor Bronson in his, uh, in his op-ed, uh, says, well, you know, we got a balanced budget for the, we don't have a balanced budget. The only reason we've got a balanced budget uh, uh, this year is because the governor's taking about a billion dollars <laughs> from the statutory PFD and moving it into government uh, by, by going from statutory PFD down to POMV 5050. And over the 10 year period, he's taking that, that proposal to go from the statutory PFD down to POMV 5050 is about an average of $700 million per year. The only reason that the governor's budget looks like it balances is because he's, you know, cutting the PFD and diverting a portion of it uh, to government. If we, if for those who think that we still need to be talking about a statutory PFD, we don't have a balanced budget and we shouldn't be spending any more. Uh, and we should be, you know, getting our fiscal house in order by, by controlling, at least controlling our costs, not, not adding to them. So, I think I think it's we we don't need the additional injection of capital money right now. The federal government, I mean, for good, bad, or indifferent, it's coming from the federal government. We're getting an injection from them. I don't think we need the injection of additional money uh, to uh, you know to keep capital projects going, to keep uh, uh, construction jobs uh, jobs going. I don't think that's a good reason for it. I think that. You know, because we have all this federal money in, we need to keep our powder dry for maybe uh, a need for injecting additional construction money into the state down the road. We shouldn't be using up our bonding capacity now uh, when we may need it down the road. And third, I don't think we can afford it. I mean, we've still got we're still running deficits. If you uh, if you count the statutory PFD or if oil prices go back down, right? Uh, and and I don't think we ought to be adding additional costs. I you know, it's the same thing. It's the same concerns I have with the governor's expansion of the whammy program. I mean, three years ago, four years ago, 
2019, three years ago, three years ago, the governor was trying to, with, with, you know, my support and other support, the governor was trying to end the whammy program, uh, which is, you know, the, the, uh, the Alaska subsidizing medical students, uh, uh, program. Um, the government was trying to end the whammy program. Now he's, he's wanting, proposing to increase the whammy program by 50%. If we, we're, we're in no better fiscal shape now than we were, uh, uh, three years ago. And, you know, and, and to be proposing to expand the whammy program, I, all the governor's trying to do is, 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 you know, get votes by, by showing that, you know, he, now he's going to, he can spend money with the best of them. Right. So and I, the, the bond package falls in the same category for me. He's just trying to get votes by showing that he can spend money by trying to appeal to certain sectors of the state that would get the capital money, certain uh, sectors of the economy that would that would get funded by the capital projects. Um, and uh, and I don't think I don't think we, it's either needed in terms of generating additional capital spending in the state uh, or uh, or can afford. Well, and I think the the bigger problem is if you look at it just from like a household budget standpoint, you don't go out and borrow a bunch of money when you're already fiscally struggling. Even if it uh, gives you something nice and shiny in the short term, uh, you may need, as you said earlier, keeping your powder dry, you may need that in your pocket later on if you have to borrow for some kind of emergency need. Uh, or, as you said, when the uh, federal money dries up and is gone. I mean, this federal money is only going to affect us this year and maybe next year. And then after that, it's it's really there's no guarantees of anything. Uh, and you may need that uh, somewhere down the road. Yeah, it's, the federal money will be over the next five years. I mean, the capital spending is over the next five years. So we so it'll be coming through. It'll be floating through for the next five years. And I, you know, I think that's a I think it's a. a, a, a it's something we have to take into account. Whether, you know, you or I would have voted for the federal for that federal spending, I, you know, it's a debate we can have. But but the fact is, it's coming. The fact is, it's going to float through the float through the state, and uh, and something that uh, that I think we need to take into account. You, you know, you're talking about building brand new shiny, more brand new shiny things. Heck, we can't even fund the deferred maintenance on the on the things we built built in the past, and none of none of the GO budget, none of the GO bond goes to you know funding deferred maintenance. It's all to build additional new uh, uh, shiny things. So it's right. I I understand why he's doing it politically. I mean, it's it's election time, and you always want to be out there. You know, I'm pro growth. I look at this. You know, I'm going to build new stuff in your part of the state, and I'm going to employ all these people. Uh, but it's. It's not needed in terms of capital funding because we got the feds coming in, and it's, it's nothing we can afford um, uh, if we're still if if you're still thinking about the statutory PFD sort of being the baseline. Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. Brad, I don't know if you can give us a brief synopsis. I got two minutes here. Brief synopsis in number three, and then we can take it over the break. Yeah, uh, another uh, another uh, campaign reform issue fl- uh, surfaced last week. The Republican Governors Association put three million dollars uh, toward the governor's uh, toward a gubernatorial campaign this coming year. Uh, they did it in a way that enables them to, you know, uh, shield uh, who is doing it. It's another reason to me, another reason that we need to be looking at uh, at campaign finance reform, and another reason that whatever elections bill Mike Shower is working on that comes out of state Senate affairs, an important part of that bill, elections reform, needs to be campaign finance reform. We don't need dark money 
uh, or, or big globs of money running this state. We need Alaskans to be uh, deciding who uh, who governs Alaska, not uh, not outsiders. Oh, wait a minute. I thought that uh, ballot measure number two done fixed that. I thought ballot measure number two said no more dark money into the state. Uh, maybe I was confused. Maybe it got lost in that 36 pages of instructions in the voter manual for ballot measure. Maybe I missed that. Uh, but that's what the ad said for sure. Uh, Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. Thank you, my friend. As always, it's good to talk with you. Michael, thanks for having me. Folks, we're out of time for this hour. we got hour two dead ahead. We're going to take some phone calls, talk about some headlines, and then Chris' story is coming up. We're going to jump directly into that here on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Be kind to one another. Love one another. If you're going away and going to work, we miss you. We'll see you tomorrow. The Michael Duke Show continues right after this. Well, Brad, um, yeah, I mean, it's troubling to see, you know, ostensibly one of the reasons why they did all this was, of course, to protect us from dark money. Um, But the bottom line is, is that they left some large gaping holes in there uh, really to help themselves. And and we're just seeing the first group of Republicans take advantage of it. Well, it's so this one, this one sort of skated the this one sort of skated the rules in this way. The, the 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 rules from ballot measure one, the rules that set uh, set the dark money rules, the disclosure rules, took effect on a certain day uh, in uh, whatever year they took effect last year, and the Republican money came in ahead of that, like six days ahead before the before the new rules went into effect requiring the disclosure. If the Republican money came in today. It would have uh, it would have required it, it would have met the disclosure rules, but all that means is that it would have that they would have had to disclose the source of the funds to the RGA, if there were corporations or if there were, you know, various individuals that gave that money that the RGA then gave in block to uh, to Alaska for the Alaska race, then they would have had to disclose it. It doesn't ballot measure one doesn't restrict the amount of money coming into the state. Now we've got, you know, we've got issues with, uh, uh, with the Supreme court decision, uh, Supreme court decisions that, you know, talking about the first amendment rights to give money. Um, and there are limitations with that, but there are limitations on what we can do with that, but we ought to be pursuing, uh, uh, lim- whatever limitations we can do to keep uh, uh, huge blocks of money, uh, outside money coming into the state, trying to influence our elections. Uh, the $3 million that the RGA just threw into the race exceeded the amount that all seven, uh, uh, current gubernatorial candidates were able to raise on their own, uh, uh, in the, in, in, in the reporting period. I mean, it just wiped away everything that, uh, that the, that the candidates had raised. And I, and I fear that that's going to continue uh, not only through this election, not only on the state side in this election cycle, but certainly on the federal side because of the Lisa race. Uh, I fear that we're just going to continue to have globs of outside money coming in. As you've said before, and as I agree, Alaska is a cheap date. You can pour a lot of money into Alaska. You can pour a little bit of a money into Alaska and have a big effect because of right. uh, because of how our media markets operate. And uh, and you know, a Senate seat is a huge deal. A governor's seat is a huge deal. Governor's seat in a resource state is a huge deal. There are people that want to buy, you know, those seats. They want they want to make sure that they have their person 
in in those seats to control, uh, uh, you know, things that are important to them. And I, you know, people ought to be able to give money. I've given money in the past. I'll give money in the future. People ought to be able to give money. But we ought not to let, you know, big money interests just dominate uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the election cycle by, you know, overwhelming the Alaska market with, uh, with outside money. Yeah. No, I think it's problematic, to say the least. Um, and again, you're right. And that wasn't me that said it was a cheap date. That was one of the people that donated a big chunk of that $7 million to ballot measure number two. I've forgotten her name, one of the millionaires that's behind this whole thing they're they're trying to go state to state and and they basically said they basically admitted in uh, in some of the leaked stuff that uh, Alaska was a test bed and that Alaska was a cheap date and you're right you only have to spread a few million dollars around in a state like this where if you went to a state like you know uh, well I mean even Connecticut or New York I mean any of those places it would be tens of millions of dollars to try and move the needle as much as they were able to move the needle with just $7 million is what the ballot measure two people had. And so it just proves it again and again that that's where we're at. Yeah, and you get a Senate seat for that, right? I mean, we, we see how important in a 50-50 Senate, even if, you know, even if it moves the needle, the next election moves the needle a little bit, 52-48 one way or the other, we've seen how important a Senate seat is nationally. And, and so right. you can come up here and essentially buy a Senate seat by pushing a bunch of money uh, into the state. You can buy a governor's uh, uh, seat uh, that controls a huge amount of access to resources up here, it has, has significant environmental issues. I mean, either side. It's not, it's not just the Republicans that are doing this. It's the Democrats, the progressives uh, that are doing this. We need, to, we, need to, we need to tamp down on the ability of outsiders. Now, outsiders have a legitimate interest in, in, in how Alaska develops things. Um, and, and they ought to be able to express that through dollars as well as Alaskans. Uh, but we ought not to have a system where outsiders can bring in huge amount of dollars. What's huge amount, a huge amount to us, a huge amount of dollars and, and significantly influence our races. We ought to make sure that Alaskans continue to control Alaska races. That to me, is as is as important an election issue as anything else Mike Shower is considering uh, in state senate affairs. Ballot security, election security, all of that's important. But controlling the amount of money that comes into this state, the amount of money that is is spent to influence our elections, either side, Republican or Democrat, is is to me as much an elections issue as anything else that. Uh, Senator Shower's looking at <laughs> If it comes out of state affairs, and that's a big if right now, boy, I tell you what, they don't want to see that thing go anywhere right now. So uh, anyway, uh, Brad, thank you as always uh, for your uh, for your thoughtful analysis on this. I appreciate you coming on board, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again next week. Thanks for being part of it. Michael, as always, uh, as always thanks for having me. And Skype held up the entire time. I know the whole time it didn't. You didn't even freeze up once. You got a little choppy, but you never froze up. So who knows? Maybe we dodged the bullet this time. So it's good. Brad, thank you so much for coming on board. <clears throat> Thanks for having me, Michael. All right, uh, folks, uh, we got more coming up. Uh, we're going to be joined uh, here by Chris Story in hour two. We're going to take some phone calls, and we're going to do some more here with that here in just uh, a few moments. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow, subscribe and ring the bell. Here we go.
Whoa, buddy. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Streaming live across the interwebs at MichaelDukesShow.com every morning and across the state of Alaska. On this, your favorite radio station and or translator and around the world at MichaelDukesShow.com. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Hour 2. It's Tuesday. In fact, it's 2-2-2-2 Tuesday. Uh, Write it down, folks. This is the one day of your life. 22222 on a Tuesday. This is it. It don't get in a, doesn't happen for another 100 years. This is it right here. You guys are all just today is chef's kiss. Today is going to be the day that everything goes well, right? That's the that's the thing <laughs> you numerologists are out there going, "Yeah. This is the day." Uh Tuesday means we just finished up with Brad Keithley from Alaska's for Sustainable Budgets who came on board to give us the rundown on, uh, well, all the stuff that's going on. The legislative plan for our future, the governor's geo bond and, uh, and election reform. And uh, if you missed any of it, that's okay. That's okay. You just go back to the, you just go back to the, uh, the podcast, which are available every morning here on the program. And uh, just subscribe wherever you find podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, Google uh, Google Play or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and of course Spotify. And if you subscribe, you'll just it'll just automatically show up there every day in your little uh, on your little podcasting uh, app, and you can uh, you can join us and watch it, and we will all uh, we'll all be happy together. Coming up on this uh, on this hour, we're going to be diving into some headlines, and we're going to talk about some of the things. We're also going to open up the phone lines. Why don't we? Why don't we do that right now? We'll just open up the phone lines. The Pivotel call-in line powered by our friends at Pivotel and Satellite West at 433-3150-433-3150, area code 907. For those of you who are having a hard time, you probably have to dial the 907 by now. Uh, I know I have to dial 907 just trying to get across town half the time these days. 907-433-3150 is the Pivotel call-in number if you want to talk about anything that Brad was just chatting about. And uh, and I know there was some contention in the chat room on a few of the things that he said. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Did you get a chance to Did you get a chance to testify yesterday at Senate Finance? Uh, or, or yeah, talking about uh, these new bills, um, these these two new bills, uh, which would be a rewrite: uh, Senate Bill One Ninety Nine and Senate Bill Two Hundred, that they want to basically either split. Your PFD and uh, basically give you a uh, – they're going to split the POMV draw, which proposed, which is proposed to be 50-50. Uh, now they're going to say, no, 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 75-25 because government needs more 
more, more. That's what they're shouting in the background. More, more power. They need that 75-25. Because if they did that, boy, we'd see surpluses throughout the end of the year, which they would then spend. Because, you know, they never saw an extra dollar that they didn't like to spend. That second bill, by the way, uh, would stair-step up to a 50-50 dividend over the next three years, but it would be contingent on the legislature finding another $700 million per year to bridge the anticipated fiscal gap. So anyway, if you got a chance to go in there and uh, and and make some commentary – Here's just how much during these bills, during the hearings, if you got a chance to get in there and get these commentaries, here's just how much they believe in you and they listen to you. This is from KTUU. There was frustration from Alaskans who called into the committee on Monday. Many called in support of the 1982 PFD formula, which hasn't been followed since 2015. It would pay a dividend if it was followed of over $4,200 in 2022. I want you to think for just a second as to what that $4,200 would do for your family. If there was one of you or two of you or four of you or six of you, what would that $4,200 do for your family? But, of course, they haven't followed it since 2015, but it's projected to see deficits between $1.5 billion and $2 billion by the end of the decade. That's what they're expecting. But there is frustration among Alaskans who called. This is what Bert Stedman had to say about you Alaskans who called in being frustrated and saying we should be following the formula and cutting back on the size and scope of government. He said that making level cuts from a $4.5 billion operating budget is simply impossible. Impossible. He says, that's just fantasy land. That's beyond fantasy land. It's hallucinations with LSD. These Alaskans should just put the crack pipe down. No, he didn't say that last part. That was me. But that's that's the whole point here, right? That we're all just living in fantasy land. That we're hallucinating with LSD and that we're a bunch of monkeys trying to put together a budget that does. I mean, this is the kind of <clears throat> disdain that your senior legislators have for you as constituents after you've testified. I mean, and this is the same thing again, Hoffman, last year, after four hours of testimony, 96% supporting the idea of paying a full PFD, a statutory PFD. And uh, and Josephson comes out and says, well, you just, you poor, poor, pitiful children. You just don't understand. You just don't understand the pressures that we're under. We're making the best choices for you. Now shut up and sit down and let us drive. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I'm just saying right there, right there. That is the problem. That is the problem. All right, let's go over to the phones and see what you have to say uh, this morning. Uh, we'll start off over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, caller. Are you with me? One last time. Are you with me, caller? All right. I don't know. I don't know where these guys are. All participants yeah, are muted. It's working. It's working. Let's try it one more time. Caller, are you there? Okay. 
Well, they didn't hold. We'll go back to the next call. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hmm. Well, that's slightly disappointing. I don't know why all of a sudden I can't, I can hear the, I can hear the host of my program. Let's try it over here then. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Well, Balderdash. Balderdash, Balderdash. I'm just looking. I'm just looking here to make sure that. Uh, welcome to yeah, the no. welcome to the conferencing service. Yeah, that worked. Uh, that worked just fine. For some reason, I can't hear. I can't hear these folks. I don't know why. I just don't know why. All right. Um, now I've got six lines on hold. Everybody's trying to call in, and uh, and apparently I can't hear none of them. None of them. None of them. Let's try. Uh, let's try it over here. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Nope. I don't know, man. You know this stuff works so perfectly for weeks on end, and then just one day it just arbitrarily poops the bed. Why? I don't know. I just I don't know. Just I don't know. Uh, 907-433-3150 is the phone number. I've got all these people on hold and I'm just looking to see if there's anything that I missed in any of the little clicky clicks that I was uh, supposed to, you know what? I'm just going to take, I will, uh, I will, uh, unmute everybody. How about that? I'm just going to unmute everybody. Got six people. We'll see if anybody can say anything. Good morning. Is anybody there? Is anybody out there? Nope. I can't hear a thing. They can hear me put them back on hold, um, uh, but I can't hear them for whatever reason, which means that I'm going to stop that Goodbye. and I'm going to restart my uh, I'm going to restart my phone system because that's ridiculous. I mean, come on, it was working just fine. <laughs> I mean, come on, it was just fine. Uh, everybody can hear me. I can hear the lady that uh, handles all the conferencing. It's a computer. Don't tell anybody. It's a computer. Uh, I can hear everybody. We're going to try this one more time. Uh, And then we'll see what you have to say. And then Chris Story is coming up uh, here in just a moment. And we're going to talk with him here about, uh, I don't know, the weekly positivity lesson. That's what the plan is anyway. So we're going to dive into that with him, and we'll see what goes on from there. Uh, let's go over here and see if uh, we can uh, we can bring this caller up. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? No, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I I can't even I can't even I can't even guess at this point. So I guess no calls today. Lord, I mean you make it it just the one of the mm-hmm mm-hmm. All right, well, so... All participants are muted. See, I just put everybody back on hold at once. I did all that stuff, and they're still in there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So sorry. Uh, what are some of the other stories that were going around? Uh, we talked about Don Young running for re-election. Uh, hey, there may be some hope down uh, in the Sitka area. Uh, Kenny Scaffelstad is now filed to run against Jonathan Christ Tompkins, for state house now this is the third time that he has run against uh, uh christ Tompkins. uh the former mayor of huna is going to make another run at the legislature 
He's a Republican and Alaska native. He ran unsuccessfully in 16 and 20. And he said, um, he said, every ounce of me wanted to run in another direction, seeing the circus in Juneau. I just think I have something to offer the district that we're not getting now. Um, he finishes his uh, service. Uh, he finished his service as mayor of Huna in 2017. He said, if the district doesn't make a change, he thinks that Christ Tompkins will continue to damage the state. He's running on conservative values. He said elected officials should not keep governing contrary to statute. He's referring to the PFD statute and the continuation of not paying the the statutory formula. He said if they don't like the statute, they should change it. And of course, Christ Tompkins is one of the most progressive members of the uh, uh, of the uh, legislature from a fairly progressive area. I mean, this is the same area that gave us both Jonathan Christ Tompkins and Bert Stedman. So just in case you were wondering how that worked out. Uh, yeah, it's all there. It's all there. All right. Um, we're going to, um, what else? Was there one more thing before I could touch on before we could do? I mean, we could talk about this thing in Ottawa. Have you watched the thing in the Ottawa? You watched the horses for the Mounties trample the woman in a wa- on a walker? She was a woman on a walker trying to make it, and they trampled her down in the middle of the street. Things not looking good in Canada. I mean, things not looking good to our neighbors there to the east. They are, um, they're slowly, their freedoms are slowly being eroded at this point. And uh, it's, it's, not, it's not looking good for them. Massive protests underway in Toronto, Quebec City, Calgary, as uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tries to contain the protests in Ottawa with brute force. By the way, provincial police officers have removed their name tags and badge numbers from their uniform because, you know, secret police... They want to be secret. That's why they cover their faces and they take their name tags off and everything. They want to be secret. That should be the first sign for any of you that that's bad juju right there. Anytime that they start to take off identifiers and markings and they cover their faces like that, that's when you ought to go, hmm, that, that's, that's, not, that's not good. That's exactly what you should say. All right, we got to go. Chris Story's up next, The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, so I'm sure that there's just one setting somewhere that's messed up on this deal. It's got to be at this point. Uh, Somebody just said, I heard, I tried to call, it started out good with Michael Dukes returning saying, calling for the pivotal call line about being placed on hold, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so that's all good. But then they said that they couldn't hear the thing on hold. Well, they're all in lecture mode, so they should all hear it. Uh, let me try this. See if you... Nope, that turned off the thing. There we go. All right, now we're back over here. Uh, okay. It says that it's receiving audio. It says the audio should be going out to the general conference. Nope, I don't want to... I want to cancel. I do not want to close that. All right. Let's try this over here. Um... Good morning. Are you here? Can you hear me? 
Is anybody out there? Hello? Okay, no? All right. Uh, I'm going to let me call. Let me call because I can. Let me call and see what the situation sounds like for my end. How about that? I mean, that's the worst way to troubleshoot when you're live on the air, but we'll do our best here to see what's going on. Why I can't hear. Oh, see, now I can't even hear the. Is there a message? Hello, message. Wow. No, I didn't even get the message. I didn't even hear the welcome to the Michael Duke show message. That's bizarre. Okay. Well, um, so I guess we'll, um, I guess we'll just do this. We'll end the meeting for all. Goodbye. Goodbye. And I, and I just killed everything. All right. So I guess we'll, uh, cause I'd like to take some calls near the end of the show this morning. And, uh, I haven't seen Chris call back in yet. So let me go back over here and see if I can update. Is there any updates? I'm using the latest version. Okay. Great. Fantastic. Let's try this again. One more time. Because, you know, I don't have any problems or anything we should be talking about. Censorship by big tech? No, this is nothing so complex and convoluted and uh, Machiavellian as as uh, censorship by big tech. This is just me. Thanks for calling the call-in line of the Michael Duke Show. This is just me having a problem with technology. I don't know why. Don't know. Like I said, thing works well for weeks, and then next next thing you hear is, boom, it doesn't work properly. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on, but we'll figure it. We'll figure it out here. In just a second. Okay. So now we'll now now it says now it says I'm all good. I just restarted everything from the restart. Let me try this one more time just to make sure that it works. Otherwise, I don't know what's going on. See if we can get. Do I get the welcome message this morning? Nope. See, I didn't even get the welcome message again. So something is not something is not going right, and I don't know what. Oh hey, look. So it did work this time. Maybe I just had to restart everything. This is why I need an engineer or a producer to work with me on this. And. Can I hear? Can oh, I hear? I should, oh, I should. I should mute all that. I should mute all that. There you go. There you all go. participants are muted. Look at that! It muted everybody. Okay. See now I can hear myself, and I can hear you, and now, okay. All right. So that that worked. And see. And see. I can talk. I can talk on the phone. Okay. All right. Well, I fixed it. That's all it takes is a reboot, right? All it takes is a reboot to fix everything. Chris Story is here with us. Hello, Chris. How are you? Good morning, Michael. Love to watch you engineer live. This is great. Chris. I'm here. Oh, my God. I'm here. Chris, are you there? Hi, Michael. Hello, Michael. Christopher? Yes, Michael. Okay. I had to push the Michael. right button. I had to push the right button. Okay. 
Okay. You're, You're pushing my buttons this morning, man. I'm stressing out. For All right. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. Well, I think I got the phones fixed. I don't know, man. You know what they always say in tech support? Well, have you tried restarting everything? Yes, twice. Oh, but it worked the second time. Shut up. I mean, seriously. All right, Chris Story. Maybe he's going to tell me how to reboot my life. I got that blue screen of death in my life, Chris. Maybe I need to fix that. Can you can you help me with that? Chris Story, the man from Homer. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Michael, I woke up this morning. Number one, that's great. That's and good news. Two, I woke up on top of the world. So good two news. Things that I like to do every day. Yep, as my grandfather said, any day on this side of the grass is a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Relative to your technology problem, I have a fun story for you. My brother's a software engineer, and so whenever I say he's in IT, he's like he will slap me through the phone or whatever device we're speaking. He's not. I'm a software engineer. I'm not in IT, but. We all think of him as our IT guru, so whenever we have a problem with a piece of equipment or technology, we go to him. And one day, my mom and dad, my aunt and uncle, they're all crowded around this new printer my dad got, and it was in what we called his nerve center in his home office. And, right. And my brother is trying to help them over the phone. He's on speakerphone. There's, there's four full-grown adults in the room. He's on speakerphone. They spend a good hour trying to get connectivity between the laptop and the printer, uh, wirelessly aren't able to do so. And he finally, just as a joke, says, well, you plugged it in, right? And there was silence. <laughs> and they they plugged it in and wah so. uh, Oh, Viola. I mean, what more could a guy ask for? Maybe that's I just needed to plug it in. I forgot. Oh, man. I didn't want to say it, but I was going to suggest that maybe there's a box unplugged in your studio. But coincidentally, it's really ironic because usually when I bring a topic to the table, there's something happening in your life or the right. show that happens to dovetail. So the, my topic for this morning was that the universe is conspiring for you or against you. You get to decide. So oh, this morning, Michael, did for me, ask you, it's did always universe- for me. It's always for me. Even little right. things like that means the universe is conspiring for me. I had to learn either some humility there or something mm-hmm. was going on. I don't know what, but you know what? A simple reboot and we fixed it. So it was working for me. Good. I like that. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I was about to, uh, of course, give you a tirade if you've gone any other direction. But I, I really think that's true. That the, the And it's all about your mindset. And so what you just exhibited there is a positive mindset, a mindset that is geared towards the universe conspiring for you. And I think it it's, you know, when you think about the law of attraction, like the law of gravity, it can work either way. It can work for you or against you. And I've been reading lately uh, Neville Goddard's little book on prayer, and he wrote it sometime in the 30s. I forget exactly when, but that, that prayer is more than ceremony. In fact, if you mistake the ceremony for the act of prayer, you actually lose out. That what's happening is is you're training your mind, you're conspiring with the universe, you're conspiring with God for what it is you believe in, right. what you have faith in, and that you can actually harness good or evil. You can actually harness 
what it is you want, or at least think you want, or what it is that you fear and that you, you do not want in your life. And so you can attract more abundance, or you can attract lack. You can attract uh, understanding and acceptance, or you can attract into your life a total chaos. And we can just look around the world and think, hmm, this all seems out of our control. The universe seems to be conspiring in favor of tyrants, in favor of uh, absolute chaos and destruction and sickness and, and um, conspiracy. On the other hand, we do have something we can do. We're not helpless. We can begin to attract into our life and into the uh, to our communities and into our, our local constabularies. We can attract quality. We can attract abundance and peace and harmony and health and, and right. what it is that we actually want. Well, we all have uh, we all have one of those people in our life, I'm sure, that basically is what I like to call the human Eeyore, right? You know, oh, my life sucks. Oh, of course, my car broke down. Of course, my coffee cup broke. Of course, my phone call system wouldn't work because, you know, God hates me. The whole world's against me and everything's, of course, it happened. And, you know, and, and I look at people like that and I just go, wow, you know, you realize you're just dragging all that stuff right towards you at the speed of light, right? I mean, you're just dragging all that stuff. I understand it's tough. I understand, you know, things happen and sometimes it sucks, but you got to be like, well, there must be a reason. I don't know what it is, but there must be a reason because I only attract good stuff to me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, think about it as a, as a radio. You can tune into, keep your dial set to, there ain't enough, I always lose, ah, the rich get richer, of course, or look at these politicians, they're all crooked. No, you can't trust any of them. And you can have those and other useless, weak, negative thoughts, or you can tune into the, the positive and what it is that you can control, which is basically, I think, the solution to all of this, Michael, is if you, even if you are optimistic, if you're somebody who wakes up on top of the world every day and you have nothing but a positive mindset, you're still going to run into a brick wall once in a while. So you have to sure. be able to perform self-hypnosis and use auto-suggestion to train your brain such that when you do run into a brick wall, because I would guarantee most of the people in Ottawa, even the, the poor woman that was trampled, uh, the people that are pepper sprayed and need repeatedly get the butt end of a M16, whatever, uh, to the forehead. They're, they all probably went into this very optimistically and yet met with a fate of uh, having their cell phone shot with a rubber bullet out of their hand with one of their neighbors um, with a, you know, uh, with a badge. So, yeah, you're going to run into a brick wall from time to time in life, even if you start out very optimistic. And so using the power of auto-suggestion to train your brain with a definite aim and nothing random, nothing vague. As you and I have talked about many times, you got to write down your definite chief aim in life and then repeat it, get it to a point where it's memorized, it's in your life and what you face and what you come up against, be it the brick wall or a white, beautiful sandy beach with a margarita, you, you're prepared, you're ready, and you can handle what comes at you and not look at it like, oh, of course, this is just a long train of abuses headed my way. Nope, this is an instant, <laughs> this is a second in time, and you're going to get through it, you're going to overcome, and there is going to be something positive that comes from this that you can move forward with. I mean, you and I talk to politicians fairly regularly in our line of work, and yet we know there are neighbors, there are some good people, there are some bad people. There are some people with good intentions that get succumbed by uh, the powers that be and the dark 
cloakrooms of power and and maybe make decisions that we don't agree with, but they're still our neighbors, they're still our friends, and I look at it that way. Even if they make really, really, like the world's worst decisions, like Governor Walker did repeatedly, you know, people like that. He's still a decent guy. I've met him personally. I've been at charity functions with him. He's a decent guy, just a, just a horrible politician. So I can look at the world through the lens of my definite chief aim, which is to serve, inspire, motivate, entertain, and be a positive force in people's life. When I come across somebody like that that I'm up against, or somebody like Governor Dunleavy, who's at heart probably a really good guy, just couldn't say no to the mandates. Now he didn't right. do. He didn't go so far as Justin Trudeau, obviously. Um, Castro's son. He didn't go that far, but he, you know, he went far enough that, that a lot of people are saying, "Hmm, not sure we're going to give you another opportunity here." We have that right to attract into our life as as uh, voters. We have the right to attract somebody new and different, and we cannot look at this as though we're powerless and we have nothing that we can do. We have everything. It's all within our own mind and within our own reach. I mean, I would agree. I mean, and again, and what you dwell on is the important part. I mean, what you think about daily. Yes. And and yes, I mean, here's the thing. Bad things happen to good people, right? Bad things happen to good people. Bad things will happen to you, even as positive. I mean, you could have written the secret. You know what I mean? You could have watched mm-hmm. that video 400 times. You could have taken every bit of it to heart. You could have, uh, you know, done everything and written out your goals and visualized and do an all, done all that. And sometimes, you know, you could still get hit by a bus. It happens. But it is all the only thing that we have control of. And we've talked about this in the program many times. The only thing that we have control of in our life is how we react to things that happen. We may not have control over the ultimate circumstances, but we have control over how we react. And I think people forget that. I do, too. And I think that we also forget that we can attract good or ill. We, the, the universe is conspiring for or against you. You get to choose that because it is your outlook. It is your mindset. Think about the little tiniest carrot seed in the world that you planted last year. And was it worried? Was that little seed worried when it went underground and thought, oh, my God, will I be able to attract the nutrients from the soil? Will I, what if I don't grow into a carrot? What if I grow into a turnip? Nope. It only would ever complete its transformation into carrotness. That's it. It had no other choice, and it did attract and will attract and would attract everything it needs, just like you, where you're planted with what you've got. Everything is within reach. Everything's around you. I love connecting people. I I love when I see two people that are in, in maybe disparate worlds, don't know each other, and I see this person has a need, this person has supply, or vice versa. I say, wait a minute, have you met so-and-so? Ah, I think they may have what you need, or they may be able to put you onto what it is you need. That is that is a selling, that is b problem solving, and that is c attracting into my life what it is that I need in my world, which is to help other people. That's what I'm here to do. Period. Well, and so I think that we have that all within our own reach. I, and I think as you as you aspire to to do the things you're talking about, as you as you are positive, as you do the affirmations, as you do all that, um, I mean, you will probably subconsciously start to cut the people out of your lives who are the human Eeyores, or you will be the beacon or the light and give them something to exemplify, give them an example that they can follow. Um, and uh, and you may make a change in that regard too, but I mean, it just it all depends on how you respond to what's going on. 
Exactly. And self-hypnosis really is the game, the name of the game. And it's not denial or self, self-delusion. It really is hypnosis such that you train yourself to be looking for, well, for example, if you're sick, see yourself as well. If you're low on money, visualize abundance. If you're, if you're lonely, fill your mind with images of friends and family and people surrounding you who have love and affection for you. And this works without fail. Every single time. Again, the universe is conspiring for or against you. Depends on what it is you're looking for. And again, I think you and I are both realistic enough to know you're going to get hit. I've been hit with a brick wall of COVID. I've been hit with the brick wall of lost opportunity. I've been hit with the brick wall of uh, having lost family members or illness. All these things come at every single human being. So it isn't a matter of just being self-delusional and walking around in a la-la land. It's a matter of saying, wait a minute. I see what's happening in Ottawa. I see the people, as you mentioned earlier, rising up in Toronto and Winnipeg and other parts of Canada. And I'm looking at that as saying that is a groundswell of mindset and opportunity for them to change the way with which they'll move forward. You and I have a gubernatorial election coming up. We have Senate. We have U.S. House. We have opportunities to make a change today before the jackboot is on your neck. So that's a great opportunity. I think it's a really wonderful opportunity, but we have to see it as such and utilize the power in our hand before it's too late. That means if we show up less than 60% voter turnout this season, we've done something wrong collectively. Not the wrong people in office, but we the people have done something wrong. I say, rather than focus on, oh, nobody's going to, my neighbors won't turn out to vote, they're too lazy. We start an affirmation towards, I'm going to get 10 people to the polls this year. I'm going to make sure that we have the highest turnout we've had in in our history since statehood in 59. I'm going to make sure that I do everything I can to encourage my neighbors, even if they're, (laughs) even if they Think differently than me. I'm going to encourage them to get there because I know the importance of participation. That's within every single person's control, whether we agree with everything or not. I don't have to agree with every single politician. I don't have to agree with all of my neighbors. But I do agree, and I think they would as well, that we attract into our life the politicians we deserve and we get the results thereof. You know, I love what you said about self-hypnosis because it is, I mean, it's true in a lot of ways. You're basically telling your mind and, and you know, you're, you're telling your mind exactly what you want. And I love the idea <clears throat> because I'm kind of a techie guy, as you can tell with all the problems I'm having. Um, I love the idea that the, that, the, that the mind, that the brain is just a computer. And if you understand computers, there's subroutines that run on those computers, things that happen in the background. We call it our subconscious. And if you keep programming it with what you are really after, what you really desire, that subroutine will be running in the background day and night while you sleep, while you work, mm-hmm. while you walk around, while you eat, and it's chewing on the problem. How do I do this? How do I do this? And it will bring it will it will give you insight, it will give you ideas. Things will magically appear. It's not really magic. It's just all of a sudden you noticed it and made a mental connection on how those things should work and how they could apply to your life. I mean, it's nothing you could have walked right by it a million times, but because your brain computer has been working on it for days and months, all of a sudden you see the connection, you take advantage of it, and boom, it happens. That's the real power there. Yeah. And and here's my challenge to you is to prove me right or wrong. It's up to you. You you can, you can, you can prove this theory right or wrong. Um, but really that's again, comes down to faith, belief in what it is you actually are looking for. Uh, the great anti-Semite, um, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right either way. There's a guy, look at that. Look at what he did in his life to improve and build people's lives up. And then actually took the wrong side of history 
relative to the Jewish people in Germany right. and actually started publishing anti-Semitic material, uh, quickly got a groundswell of anti-support in America and stopped it. But yet he was just he was a human being. He got on the wrong side of an issue. He got on the wrong side of, of history for a minute and then realized and changed and went back to course. And yet we still quote him. We still drive his vehicles. His family's still one of the wealthiest in, in the world. Um, so I'm just saying you can attract into your life what it is you want. And you can prove this theory right if you want. Right. And if you don't want to, then you keep on proving it wrong and just, just stay out of other people's way as they climb the ladder. It's all good stuff. Chris Story, the man from Homer, author of the book The Backyard Millionaire, available on Amazon and, of course, on Audible, read by yours truly. So if you want to go check it out, you can see it there. My friend, thank you so much. I love HomerAlaska.com is your website. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you, Michael. My pleasure. Have a great rest of your day. It's always good to speak with you. All right, folks, out of time for this segment. Phone call's up next. I fixed it, I think. We'll know. We'll know on the other side. Your mental suppository. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Well, uh, it's uh, it's Tuesday. It's not Monday. I refuse to agree that it's Monday. It's Tuesday. And so we're going to be back with that here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share the show, yada, yada, yada. It's all good, my friends. It's all good. Let's do this thing. Here we go. Share and like and follow and all that. Okay, <clears throat> we're back, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think I got the phone. I think I fixed the phones. I don't know, man. I can only hope. I've tried. I mean, I restarted it a couple more times, and it seemed to it seemed to work. But, uh, you know, we just never know. So we're going to try it again. And if it doesn't work, I'm just going to go on to uh, some of my other stuff. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. Good morning, Bonnie. How are you? <laughs> I called in to say, you know, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, dulcet tones of your voice. I can hear it this morning over the radio. <laughs> well, I'm calling to today to say that I will be calling the legislature's affairs office or whoever's in charge of the PFD and tell them, yes, I want my dividend. I would like the back pay for five years of all uh, six years of all that they have stolen to support their little retirements. Yeah. yeah. I'm so tired of it all, but I'll still call in, but they want to listen to me because I don't know nothing. I, they know everything. Right. We're stupid out here. Yeah. No, you're not yeah. stupid. You're just That's on L- much what they think. You're just on LSD. That's what they think. You're just, you're just stupid. They just think you're on LSD. That's how it's working, Bonnie. 
Yeah, I have I have special drugs. Oh, I'm on the same <laughs> drugs that Biden's on, so it must be real special. <laughs> All right. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling in. All right, 433-3150. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Randy in Fairbanks. Hello, Randy. What's on your mind? Oh, thank, thanks to Bonnie for fixing the phones. It must have yeah. been all her. It was all her doing, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say I saw an interesting article in the Sunday Anchorage Daily News, February 20. Uh, here on the front page it says, School District makes masks optional starting February 28th, which I think is good news, even though I live here in Fairbanks, but I think it's good for them. But what was interesting, what caught my eye here, is it says here, it says, School District Superintendent Dina Bishop, in her, admit, in her announcement, cited what she described as the negative impacts of masking on students, yep. dropping, case count, uh, comma, dropping case counts and the availability of vaccines. Uh, but what she said here is she said, Bishop said she'd heard from teachers and middle school students uh, were becoming, um, Bishop said she'd heard from teachers and middle school students were becoming invisible behind the mask and couldn't express themselves or share thoughts with others. She also noted that elementary students are missing cues while wearing masks and responses to teachers can be muffled. And she said, I believe that continued mandatory mask wearing is counterproductive and, neg and negatively impacts our students' educational, <clears throat> education, intellectual development, and emotional well-being, Bishop wrote in the letter. So I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting to, for her to say that. Well, yeah, I mean, she's just saying what's been said by childhood <clears throat> psychology and educational experts for the last eight months is that children are one of the least likely to get it, one of the least likely to have severe symptoms from it and everything else, and that the the other side of that, the balance, is that they are losing the ability to read facial cues and do all the things you just talked about. It stifles their development. Um, and that's one of the reasons yeah. why, I mean, the United States is one of the only countries in the world that's mandated masks on children. All the other Western nations have basically said, no, that's fine. The kids are, you know, we'll do what we can do, but the kids are not wearing masks. And it made sense um, because, again, they've got all the, uh, <clears throat> they're, they're losing out on all those physical cues and everything. So it's, it is good news. The question is, will the school board back her? Um, and I think that that's probably going to be a yes at this point, but I guess we'll have to see what happens, whether or not that, that, uh, continues. But I, I fully expect that the school board at this point is probably going to back her on it because this has been a, uh, uh, this has been a bone of contention for many. And I think this is an easy way for them to save some face and move forward. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for calling in, Randy. We appreciate it. Let's uh, go over here. We got a bunch of lines open if you want to sound off. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Melissa in Fairbanks. Well, hello, Melissa. What's on your mind there? A lot, actually. Um, so today's paper in the Fairbanks News Miner says resolution calls on local borough leaders to support statutory dividend. Isn't it nice when they play so nicely together? so nice i love it when they play they, they play well what it fails to mention is what you said earlier is that the check this year for each alaskan is supposed to be forty four hundred dollars right or forty two hundred but yeah close enough forty forty two so it doesn't say that at all in the paper 
No, of course so not. So I've got to wonder why. Well, because it would drive, because people would go, wait, I got 1100 and it should have been 4200 What the hell is going on? That's what would yeah. happen. What it does say is that uh, Dunleavy wants us each to get a $1,250 check in the spring, and in the fall, a check twice that size. Well, I don't know. I might be dumb, but my math skills say that check in the fall is going to be $2,500. Yeah. Well, that's because, again, he's pushing his 50-50, his pushing his 50-50 POMV plan as a viable alternative since nobody wants to, to pony up on the statutory plan. That's his stair-step you know, approach is to make it 50-50, and then it would grow from there. But you're right. He does want to do a $1,200 supplemental to make up for what we missed out last year on the 50-50. And then he wants to pay it at 50-50 this year. But again, it does not come anywhere near the statutory amount, which is around $4,200. Yeah, so a couple other things that go along with this. So if they're going to change the law, you know, then let's let, let us vote on it. Since it's our money, we should have a say. Yeah, you'd you know, think. People have right. said that before. Right. But right now they're pushing through a bill that's going to take 75% of that check from every Alaskan. So I don't know, but my memory seems to be going back to something that says taxation without representation. <laughs> Is theft? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this. And that's the thing they're, you know, that's, they never want to hear that. They never want to hear that the taking of the dividend is taxation because, oh, it's not really taxation because, you know, you just, you didn't, you didn't earn that money. You didn't this is a, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, but that's exactly what it is. It's taxation and it, and it most deeply affects those who are uh, lower income and, uh, you know, have the, and, and, and can least afford it, I guess, at that point, most detrimental to Alaskan families. And then later in the article, it says, let me quote it, um, the state projecting a budget surplus of $1.6 billion for 22 and 23 fiscal years. Right. Well, remember <clears throat> that uh, they're, they're, they're counting on some federal monies and they're counting on some of the, uh, you know, the oil prices remaining high and some other things. There's some, there's some tomfoolery going around in that. And that's why there is. But it does give us an excuse to say, well, hey, then pay the full PFD if that's the case. So, I mean. Right, because know. I'm counting on, yeah, because I'm counting on that $4,200 check and getting back pay for all the money that they've stolen from myself, my husband, and our children. Yeah. That we need to use for paying to repair our house or. Right. Heating our home. Paying for heating oil, you know? putting tires on the car, buying clothes for the kids for, for, for winter. I mean, those are things that I spent my dividends on for years. That's that's exactly what it went to. Just imagine, Melissa, what $4,200 would look like in your pocket right now. What would that do for you? What would that do for you? What would it do for your family, for you, your husband, your children? What would that look like? People need to remember that. And unfortunately, we got we got real short-term memories on a lot of those things. Melissa, I thank you for your call. I appreciate all you guys being patient with my phone problems today. It is what it is. Podcast is going to be hard to listen to with all that stammering and stuttering in the break. Be kind to one another. Love one another. Live well. We will see you tomorrow with Mike Shower, The Michael Duke Show. Okay, I got to go. Melissa, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. We will see all you guys tomorrow. 
It's another day. Hoorah! our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show